Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Third and Goal podcast. This is deja vu for me and Jamie because unfortunately this is the second take. We're not going to tell you why, well I'm not going to tell you why, I know Jamie's not either, but we had to uh, stop and restart. So uh, we've done our NFC divisional previews, we're now moving on to the AFC. Um, so we're going to start with the AFC North. Dan can't be with us today. But, uh, Jamie, you're here. How's it going? Yeah, all good, mate. Uh, just looking forward to doing something that doesn't involve putting up a garden shed, which I've been doing over the last three, four days. Um, it's still standing for now, but, you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes. So just, just looking forward to cracking on and doing something that isn't trying to use my terrible DIY skills. Yeah, well, uh, hope you'll, I'm guessing you'll hope that there's going to be no wind in the northeast and anyone that follows you on Twitter will uh, will have seen the progress report so glad that it's all up and gone well so far Absolutely yeah could end in tears if it gets a bit windy so we'll uh, we'll hope for the best how are you doing alright? Yeah not bad just feel like we've just had that conversation twice which we have um, <laughs> It's not scripted honest <laughs> <laughs> It felt a bit that way this second time it's actually not but it did, it did feel that way a little bit then um, felt a little bit silly asking you the same questions I've just asked you two minutes ago but uh, yeah anyway let's crack on AFC North who have you got finishing bottom and why yeah so just a little caveat here that we made these predictions a number of weeks ago now and obviously opinions change things can change in the landscape uh, my reasoning for who I've got bottom of the division uh, it's based on their quarterback situation. It's not the Browns and Deshaun Watson. It's the Steelers and the uncertainty that they've got around their quarterback. Obviously, they're they're having a camp battle at the minute between the uh, between the, the you know the QB room there. You've obviously got Kenny Pickett who is coming into the league. We have no idea how he's going to do um, going up against Mitch Trubisky and uh, Mason Rudolph. So. I think there's a, there's a lot of uncertainty in quarterback there. Yes, we know they've got a lot of decent pieces. Um, they've got, obviously, you know, solid weapons on offence, generally good on defence. But that uncertainty surrounding the quarterback position and in, in what sort of Steelers offence you're going to see based on, you know, based on who's, uh, who's at the quarterback position. I've got them finishing bottom of the division. Uh Coming in at four and thirteen, so I've got them with a, with a terrible record there. The, when I've been uh, been going through the uh, the schedule. Wow, that is. I think definitely when we were looking at the NFC teams, there wasn't really a lot between what all three of us had got. Really, it was one or two games either way. But we do massively differ on this, and I agree with you. I think that quarterback is going to be the Steelers' Achilles heel this year. Um, Mitch Trubisky's in there. He's okay. Shall we say he's a serviceable lower-end QB. Um, Kenny Pickett, they've drafted in the first round. The only quarterback to go in the first round. Was he probably the best quarterback in the draft? I don't think he was. Um, But he was their guy. They have got good pieces on offense and they've got a decent defense as well. And I was actually quite surprised because, like you say, we did these predictions. What seems like, what must be like, because we missed a few weeks for various things. So it must be 
five, six, seven weeks ago that we did these predictions. And when I just look back over them, I'm, I am, I've actually surprised myself with the record I've got the Steelers on. I've got them finishing third on nine and eight. Okay. And <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I think, you know, Najee Harris had a great year last year in his rookie year. Um, they've got some decent wide receivers in Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. Uh, drafted George Pickens as well. I like the defense. Um, they've got plenty there. I always felt like, you know, last year you looked at them and I felt like the Steelers could probably have been a much better team if they didn't have uh, Big Ben still playing another year that literally just looked like a statue with a concrete arm um, trying to throw the ball three yards. <sighs> have they really addressed that? They didn't long-term in free agency and, you know, in the draft, I, I don't think Kenny Pickett's a plug-and-play from day one sort of guy for sure. So, yeah, maybe 9-8 is a little bit optimistic for them, but as you've said yourself, I did these a while ago, and um, this is what I came out with. So, uh, best stick with it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm the same on that. You know, I've looked at the schedule. Um, I've obviously been optimistic. Week four, I've got the Jets beating them. Uh, I've got the Patriots beating them. Uh, the Dolphins beating them. You know, I've, I've got some some questionable choices in there, shall we say? Um, but yeah, it's just uh, just the way that it's fell. When I say when we were looking at it week to week, rather than rather than an, an overall season look. Um, but that, that's what I've got them coming out as having a having a flop as a quarterback. Everything falling to pieces. Um, but like you said, they, they do have some tidy tidy pieces on offense. So if one of those quarterbacks can just be serviceable, then I think your sort of you know it's your sort of range of, of your prediction there might be a lot closer than mine. Yeah, I think, you know, Mike Tomlin as well as, you know, what's he got to be now? The second longest serving head coach in the league, is he? Yeah. At the same team, um, for sure. Never had a losing season with the Steelers. Um, so, you know, maybe you've got to give them something on that. Um, I'm guessing you've got finishing third in the division, who I've got finishing from bottom, which is the Browns. Yeah, I've got the Browns finishing bottom. Um, like we said, they've, they've got a, a decent enough roster. Um, but again, it just it all revolves around that quarterback position. Uh, when I made the predictions, I based it on Deshaun Watson not playing a game this season. Obviously, we, we get to find out what's going to happen there. Um, I've got them finishing 5-12. and 12. Um, I've got them 0-6 in the division as well, so I've got them being swept by everybody. Um like I say they've got they've got some decent you know some decent people on offense. Uh, I mean they've lost the likes of Jarvis Landry, obviously. Um, running back room, there's, there's not a problem there. Obviously there was whispers of um, you know potential trade away for Kareem Hunt. Um, maybe obviously weak, weaker than that group, but nothing's materialised. Um, other side of the ball, you've got a monster in Miles Garrett. Like I say, I've got them based on uh, Jacoby Brissett starting every game this season. I'll scrape some wins based on some of the players around him, but they're not gonna not gonna set the world alight. And uh, 
and just you know sit there just uh, around the bottom you know the bottom two. It could go either way between the between the Steelers and the Browns to be fair. Yeah, I think that's right as well. I think you know Deshaun Watson is looking like at the moment he's going to be suspended for six games. We had this conversation. <coughs> and, you know, I think we've all agreed that that's mighty lenient. Um, if Jacoby Brissett is their quarterback for six games, that's going to hurt them. If he's their quarterback for the full season, that's going to hurt them even more. Obviously, they burnt their bridges with um, uh, Baker Mayfield, um, and he's now gone to the Panthers. Running back room, like you said, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt is a pretty formidable duo. I think they're all right. Wide receiver, David Njoku finds himself top of the depth chart again after a couple of seasons ago, finding himself third string and talking about wanting a trade. They've rewarded him with a a good deal, which you know probably says that they do see him as their tight end for the future now, um, finally. And yeah, like you say, they've got some good pieces on uh, on defense as well. Miles Garrett, Clowney, if he can stay fit, um, Uso Koamara. So yeah, they've not got a bad roster. They're another team, I think, like the Steelers, which is going to struggle based on their quarterback situation. Um, and I've got them finishing eight and nine. I've actually, you know, when I look at this, I've got. All four teams in this division, obviously, with uh, with a decent record, and the Browns finishing bottom on eight and nine. So, um, yeah, maybe that's a little bit optimistic as well. I don't know what I was thinking or what I was drinking on the day that I did <laughs> predictions. We'll, you know, we'll just have to see how it uh, how it plays out. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, you'd be pleased to know, Rob. I've got the uh, the Falcons magically beating the Browns in Week Four. So, I just that might have been a little bit a little bit of a tip of a hat towards you there, mate. When I was there. Uh, when I was picking that one. Thank uh, you. <laughs> it's, um, it's, uh, that was never going to happen because apparently everyone's going to beat the Falcons. But uh... <laughs> I think I felt a bit. I think I felt a bit sorry when I've been going through them and, and, and you know bashing the Falcons a bit. I thought I'll stick another win in there. You know why not? <laughs> um, moving on then, um, I've got the Baltimore Ravens finishing second in the division. Um, I'm guessing you probably do as well. They've obviously got a stronger team all round than the Steelers and the Browns. Um, plenty to like about them. Lamar Jackson at quarterback, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards at running back. Obviously, there's a question mark over both of those and their fitness, where they'll be at the start of the season. And the signed Mike Davis, um, sort of an insurance policy, either for the start of the season or, or throughout the season. Um, decent wide receivers one of the top tight ends in the game in Mark Andrews um, so yeah I think they are going to finish second in this division I don't think that they'll threaten the Bengals for the top although you know I have got it close I've got them finishing 12 and 5 so I do think that they are a, a good strong team and you know they'll be able to to get to 12 wins Yes, interesting on this one. I've actually got uh, I've got the Ravens winning the division. Um, <clears throat> I think they were ravaged by injuries. I, I know you touched on last 
you know, last season they were absolutely decimated by injuries all, all across the roster. They had all sorts of problems going on. Um, I looked at, obviously we looked at them all separately, but I looked at the Bengals and I thought, they had that good of a season. Is there going to be any sort of negative regression there? Were they, you know, were they as good as we can see the Bengals, or are they, you know, are they going to kick on and grow? So I, I kind of accounted for a, a bit of a, a bit of a negative regression there, based on obviously the uh, the season they had last year. Just to, you know, it can happen. So the, the, the Super Bowl hangover that you hear of, that the you know the, the following season they don't uh, they don't continue on and, and and play as well as they did the season before. Uh, I've got the the Bengals, as I say, second in the division. Um, still a cracking record. I've got them going going on a, a thirteen and four record, five and one in the division. Um, but yeah, not not really got much much reasoning as to why why I, I swapped them over there, other than those you know those two points. The the injuries that the Ravens had last season, that they you know they they no longer have. As you mentioned, they've, they've got all of the uh, all of the pieces in place. Um, arguably one of the best tight ends in the game. Uh, they've just signed uh, Justin Tucker, obviously, to that new ridiculous deal. I forget the figures involved, but you know, decent, decent, uh, decent contract, and obviously, the, the, you know, the best kicker in the game. Lamar Jackson. I think he's going to have a massive year. I think he's got to. Obviously, the, there's there's all the uh, the upcoming you know contract negotiations to come. Um, that's been on and off, so I think he needs to, uh, you know, needs to have a really good season. And, uh, and if they're not going to sign him, which I think they are, then obviously put himself, you know, put himself out there as and try to establish himself as, you know, maybe the second, third best quarterback in the league. Do you think if he uh, <clears throat> if he does have a good year and goes after a payday, which would put him as a second, third? Highest paid quarterback in the league. Do you think that'd be well deserved? I know it's difficult because you find like that when quarterbacks, every time a quarterback's contract is up, and I, I guess you could say this about any position really, that as the salary cap keeps increasing, I know it dropped due to COVID, but generally if it keeps increasing, um, obviously salaries keep increasing as well, and you find that. When one of the, I don't know, what should we say, top 10 quarterbacks contract is up, they manage to negotiate themselves a deal, which generally put, makes them the highest paid and sort of resets the market again. Yeah, I mean, obviously we, we saw with the Watson deal, like that that has set the bar now, that ridiculous amount of guaranteed money. You know, Again, I can't remember the figures off the top of my head, but I'm sure it was, uh, <coughs> excuse me, I'm sure there was a ridiculous amount of guaranteed money. And I think that's the sort of figure that Lamar Jackson's going to be looking at. Um, I think he's going to be he's going to want to be the best, the best paid quarterback in the NFL. So and I think he's got to he's got to make that next step. I know it sounds crazy saying it, you know, saying it about a player of his quality, but I think he's got to just show that extra, you know, that extra bit, get them over the hump, get them you know, a, a deep playoff run um, to, you know, to solidify himself in those top top two, top three quarterbacks in the league. Um, and that's the main reason I've got them, uh, you know, got them winning the division over the Bengals. Yeah, I can remember a couple of seasons ago, like there was 
all this talk about Lamar Jackson and that, you know, everybody was too high on him and the hype around him was maybe unwarranted or um, a bit excessive. But I think he's shown enough that, you know, he's dangerous and he is more than capable and he is in that top echelon of of quarterbacks in the league. Um, so, yeah, I think he's, you know, sometimes I watch him and think he's brilliant. I guess consistency might be a slight, slight issue for him. Um but yeah, I think I think you're right. I think when, because as I've said, when these top quarterbacks contracts start to come up for renewal, they generally reset the market by making themselves the highest paid, and then a year or two down the line, another top quarterback will have their contract ready for renewal, and they'll become the highest paid, and we'll just sort of frog jump each other, if you like. Um, but yeah, I've got them twelve and five. What was your record? Um, fifteen and two. So I've got them on, re- got them on a really good season. Um, I've got them. Who have I got them losing to? Got them losing the Bills week four, and I have them losing to the Bengals week eighteen. That's it. Yeah, I mean, when you look through the schedule, I mean, yeah, I've got them losing five. Um, I've not actually got for another week that in front of me. But when you look down the schedule, you know, you'd expect them to beat the Jets, beat the Dolphins, beat the Patriots. They've then got the Bills and the Bengals. You'd expect them to beat the Giants, the Browns, lose to Tampa, potentially, um, Saints. They should win. Panthers, Jags, Broncos, Steelers. Got the Falcons in there as well in Pittsburgh. So, yeah, I mean, you know, they might not be far off. When, when you look down the schedule, you, you, there's really... If if you were putting, you know, if you were putting money on it, you, you, you're going to look at three or four of those games as being, you know, tight. A coin toss, tight. There's always tight games in the NFL. But you know what I mean. On, on paper, you're looking at them and you're thinking both the uh, both the games against the Bengals could go either way. I, I split them down the middle because I genuinely I felt that way. They can literally go either way. Um, the Bucks on the day they can beat the Bucks. Um, and I say that the Bills was the only only real one I looked at, and I thought the Bills will have too much quality in there. You you know too much to to overpower them. Obviously, I've got them uh, got them winning the whole the whole thing. So, but yeah, um, it, it, I suppose it could go, you know, could go that high or or be somewhere you know somewhere down by your your sort of region of predictions. Yeah, well, whichever way it uh, <clears throat> whichever way it ends, I'm sure twelve and five will be a. You know, they might think it might be an underachievement, but at the end of the day, it's going to get them into the playoffs and they should be happy with that. And obviously, if they have a 15-2 season like you've gone predicted, they'll be ecstatic with that, I'm sure. Um, so I've got Bengals finishing top. Just remind me what your prediction was for the Bengals, Jamie. Bengals I've got coming in at 13-4. and four. Yeah, so I've got them 14-3, winning the division, ahead of the Ravens at 12-5. and five. 
Um, I can remember last season when they got to the Super Bowl and lost it. And it's one of those things where you look at their team and they're young. They've got plenty of quality on paper. But you almost feel like if you get to the Super Bowl, that could be your one chance. Yeah. Because you never know what the next season is going to hold. How other teams are going to improve injuries, suspensions, et cetera, et cetera. Things just not going your way. And at the end of the day, when you get to, you know, the playoffs and you look at the AFC and how stacked it is, that those playoff brackets in the AFC are going to be absolutely stacked, whoever gets there. There's no guarantee whatsoever that they will ever make a Super Bowl ever again, despite them having such a amazing roster. You look at the Bills. I had the Bills down as having the best roster in the league last season. They didn't make it. I've got them down as being the best team in the NFL this season. There's no guarantee they're going to make it. So, you know, as you know, as the Falcons found out, if you get to the Super Bowl, that could be your one shot. Unless you called the New England Patriots, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, that sort of... Whether concerned me is the right word, but I look at the Bengals and think last year to me seemed a year too early. Now they've made it. They might well get back there, but there's no guarantee and the AFC is going to be so difficult to get and win that championship game. Um, But I do feel like they have got a better roster than the Ravens. Joe Burrow, I think he's a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson. You know, Joe Mixon had a brilliant year last year and so did Jamar Chase in his rookie year, just absolutely exploded. He's got a good supporting cast around him. Aiden um, <coughs> Hurst is there. They've got a strong offensive line. They're strong on defence. Um, you know, defence, you look at there, they've got some big names in there, Eli Apple, Jesse Bates, Von Bell, Jermaine Pratt, Logan Wilson, Sam Hubbard. <coughs> Um, so I do feel like they have got a great roster enough to win the division um, and then see where see where the playoffs takes them yeah, it's going to be interesting as you say that just the EFC is that stacked full of uh, you know full of decent I say decent outstanding teams you can literally put them all in a hat draw them out and <clears throat> you know this this one's going to be the one that goes to the uh, goes to the championship game. Um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, just a shame that uh, you know my beloved Jets are, are sitting in that uh, you know sitting in the AFC because that's going to be uh, interesting for years to come. Uh, if we're going to do anything, having to you know having to progress and, and get past some of these some of these teams that seem set for the next. You know, five, ten years. They all seem to have relatively young, you know, relatively young rosters. Um, seem to have all drafted well. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you look at in the off season in the AFC and the signings that were being made, particularly on offense. And it seemed like everybody was trying to beef up their offense to keep up or try and overtake each other. And then teams start turning around thinking, well, we'd best sign some uh, defensive studs as well because 
you know, this is getting a bit crazy. And you're right, there's a lot of teams in there which are young and filled with talent. And um, they all seem relatively well run as well. So it will be interesting to see how the AFC sort of develops over the coming years. And it definitely looks strong right now. So um, that was our AFC North preview. We sort of differed quite a bit on that. You've got the Ravens winning it. I've got the Bengals. You've got the Steelers finishing bottom. I've got the Browns. Um, Which means we actually didn't have any teams finishing in the same position as each other. Which is probably a first, I think, so far. So this is going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, So there you go. It's so difficult we can't even... uh, agree on which way I'll go and no doubt we'll both end up being wrong the Browns will win the division <laughs> Bengals and Ravens won't win a game uh, now I'm sure that won't happen um, you anything else to add this week Jamie? Uh, no nothing nothing for me really um, just a little the little tiny bit of news on there about uh, John A. Johnson signing his, his, his two year contract with the Steelers um, so he's going to hit the free agency market but they get a you know, a really decent receiver in there, and it was good money. Uh, I, I say I forget the figures, but it, it was decent money considering the the figures that have been banded about some of these new wide receiver deals this year. Obviously, he's not in that upper echelon of uh, of receivers, I would say, but a very solid, a very solid, uh, a very solid uh, contract for the Steelers, and and for him to be fair, and that that was probably the only the only exciting bit of news I would say. Specifically, looking at uh, looking at the FC North, yeah, yeah, we've uh, not as much news as we did last week or the week before, whenever it was that we uh, it was last week, wasn't it, that we recorded um, as the Sean Watson and Miami news broke just before we came on to record. So, yeah, well, Jamie, thank you for coming on and thank you for rushing through it a little bit with me. Um, Sheffield Wednesday playing tonight in the Carabao Cup and uh, I quite fancied watching the second half so we've uh, not rushed through I think we've covered everything we wanted to um, but got through it so thanks Jamie thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you again next week yeah cheers Rob thanks guys